0: For the majority of my life, I have been passionate and dedicated about changing lives and growing businesses through synthesizing from the very best their strategies, their tactics, their mindset techniques to help you and your business grow. Join me as we take it to the next level. Welcome to the Tom Ferry Show welcome to the tom ferry show today i'm asking you to re-engineer your 2020 business plan with a recent webinar i shared with a bunch of our top clients on how they can maximize their profits savings and pay off all of their debts enjoy the show hey welcome everybody coach tom ferry in the house Uh, thank you so much for joining me it's also one of my favorite times of the year because you know quite honestly I'm not like a New Year's resolution guy. I, you know, I don't really go there for some reason. But what I love to do is set new intentions for the year. There's just something magical about, like, looking at what happened in 2019. The good, the bad, the ugly, the highs, the lows, and everything else. And really dissecting, you know, really really being honest about, you know, how many days did I actually prospect? You know how many open houses did I actually do you know where did my business really come from and what did I really do to make that happen you know I don't know about you but this is also kind of part of the time of the year that I flip-flop somewhere between an enormous amount of gratitude for my relationship for my health for my team for you right for sort of just all the amazing things in my life and I also get really upset and pissed off because I realize. I just left a lot on the table, right? I just, there's just too many days that I reflect back that I just didn't go all in, that I didn't really push myself, that I, I bought into some of my excuses or I bought into some of the stories that, that stopped me from performing at my best. And, I, you know, I'm sure as I'm saying this, I know you can relate, right? And then I say, like, what are my intentions for next year? Like, how am I going to get a little bit better in all the areas that matter most to me, right, as a coach? as a husband, as a father, physically, financially, spiritually. I look at all those areas, and then I set my intentions. Because you know what I know? You know what I know? As much as the sun's going to go up and the sun's going to go down, it doesn't really matter what happened in 2019. If I can get more certain about what it is that I want in 2020, if I can design a better plan, and I can create the structure and accountability to execute at the level that I need to, and I really push hard, and I really push hard, you know what, I can make 2020 as much as I like to do. I've seen people literally go from selling 18 houses to 50 houses in one year. I had one of my personal clients go from zero to 62 his first year in the business. If you can design the plan and follow through, anything is possible, that's what's beautiful. And one of my intentions from 2020 to 2030 is to help more clients become wealthy. Now I use the word wealthy and I'm referring to rich. I'm referring to money. Show me the money. Now I know because I have spiritual wealth and I've got health and vitality wealth and I've got friends and love wealth. I'm talking about your business. Here's what I want. I want you to have zero debt and I want you to have, ready, financial security. That's what I want. So here's an important exercise and you're gonna see how critical this is because if you truly wanna make 2020 amazing, What would be more amazing than having financial security and being debt free in 2020? Wouldn't that be great? Now you might say, should I pay off all my mortgages if I own investment properties? Probably not, but all the stupid debt, all the 19%, if if you're 42 and you still have student loans, might be time to finally pay those off as an example. I want you zero debt free except for mortgages. So there's seven numbers, excuse me, six numbers that I want you to know. So please write this down because it's not inside the plan. So please write down these six numbers. Here's the exercise. Number one, I want to know, how much outside income do you get on an annual basis? How much outside income do you receive on an annual basis? Now, that that could mean you have a spouse who has a job, right? So my spouse makes, you know, uh, $42,000 after taxes. So I'm going to write that in, $42,000 after taxes, right? So now I know I've got that number. Right. If you have no spouse and you have no job, maybe you got a trust fund, maybe you got six rental properties. I don't know, but you know, if you have outside income, right? Number two, I wanna know what does it cost you on an annual basis to run your household, to run your home? So your mortgage, your rent, your car, your insurance, your food, your, you know, your groceries, the, the cost to maintain your property, right? What does it cost you to run your house? Now that I could also include vacations that you set aside every year, things you wanna do. I'm sending my kids to college, right? All the All the expenditures you have that are on the personal side. And I want you to total it up. And what blows me away, because I've been doing this exercise a lot, because it's that time of the year for so many of my enterprise clients, is I'm blown away by the number of people that I have no idea. And what I would challenge you on, my friend, is if you don't know what it costs you to run your household, look, I'm not dogging you. Take your checkbook, get your credit cards out, get your statements, and just go through one month. And then after you throw up in your mouth and realize how much money you're spending on all this stuff, I just want you to create that awareness. I want you to create the awareness so you know, and I'm making this up, that it costs you $6,200 a month, to run your household as an example right then I want to know number three what does it cost you to run your business now I love when people say to me especially maybe there's some new agents like oh I love real estate because it's like it doesn't cost you anything to get involved in this business <laughs> those people are confused you know insurance board dues MLS dues right uh you know I mean <laughs> you gotta have a website you gotta have business card, you gotta do marketing you gotta have a car you gotta have a cell phone I mean There's a lot of expenses associated before you can look at having an assistant, right? Adding more people to your team, right? Expanding into, you know, better, uh, more repeatable and scalable marketing approaches. But I'm getting ahead of myself. How much money did you spend on your business in 2019? I think it's really important you know that, right? And you should have what, you know, we'd call a budget just for that, right? So what's your budget for 2019? How much money in your business did you spend, right? Makes sense? But Then make a little asterisk next to this because this is kind of like three A. Three A is I want you to start thinking now about the budget for 2020. So let's let's just say that your business cost you thirty thousand dollars in 2019, right? Just just as a, a just a loose number. So if it cost me thirty thousand dollars, and I'm already thinking that in 2020 I want to bring in a part-time videographer to start creating content that I can put out. All right, so that's going to cost me, and I'm making up a number, $2,000 a month, right? Well, that's $24,000 I just added to my budget. I'm now at 54. I also decided because I've really figured out that, you know, working my database more effectively, whether it is throwing events once a quarter or, you know, sending them gifts, whatever you choose to do, I'm going to add that into my budget if that's a new expenditure to grow in 2020. Let's say that's another... $500 $500 a month. Well, all of a sudden now, that's another $6,000. And now I'm almost at $60,000 in my budget. Now, there's nothing wrong about that. I know plenty of agents that their monthly cost to run their business is 50 or $60,000 a month. What's it cost me to run the business? Getting present to those numbers, which you're not gonna do watching this right now. You're literally gonna have to you know, open up the checkbook, look at your bills, right, look at your statements, and get present to it. If you're married, do this with your spouse right very important exercise hey it's Tom Go to Apple Podcast and write a review. It means the world to me. Thanks in advance. Now, let's get back to the show. Then I want to know number four for 2020, what's your pre tax savings goal? For 2020, what's your pre tax savings goal? So, by the way, between now and the end of the year, you should put away some money into your your SEP, right? Or your um, uh, IRA account, as an example 2,000 here, 4,000 there, 10,000 there, whatever it is. Because remember, that comes off the top before your taxes. So it's really good that we're budgeting for that pre-tax savings. We want to save as much as we can there and not pay any taxes on it. So in the future, right, we're better off financially. Then I want to know number five. Number five, and I hope I'm not going too fast here, but we got a a lot of stuff to cover. Number five is what's your debt reduction goal for 2020? What's your debt reduction goal? Remember, I want you to be wealthy. I want you to be rich, which means you can't have a bunch of stupid debt. You know, I owe 60,000 on this line of credit and I got, you know, these three credit cards that I'm just making the minimum payments on. And I, you know, I did a HELOC and I took some money out of my house. I want you to pay all that stuff off. Now, I'm not saying you have to do it in 2020, but it is your business and it is your goals. You can decide Whatever you have that really drives you, if it drives you, if it motivates you to pay off your debts, you'll make the phone calls, right? You'll do the things that give you the power, right? That's what I'm looking for. Then I wrote down, you ready? What's your savings goal for 2020? So after your taxes, how much money do you wanna save, right? And we haven't talked about taxes yet, but you know, how much money do you wanna save? And, and again, I don't know where you are in your life, but I know this, people sleep better at night and they've got six months reserves in their savings account. But that's just like savings. Do you wanna make some investments? Do you wanna buy an investment property? You know, do you wanna max out your SEP? Like how much money do you wanna save next year, right? Are you just, are you running check to check and always in survival mode, right? I don't want you to be like that. I want you to be wealthy. I want you to have no debt. I want you to have financial security, lots of money in the bank so you can ah, breathe. Right, and really focus on your goals and not be in that rat race. So that's one of my big intentions. I hope it is for you too. Now, what I want you to do in your notes, write this down. You got to total up two through six. You got to total up two through six. So the cost for you to run your household all the way down to your savings goal, total that all up. Now, my advice, listen up. If you have outside income, if your spouse has a job, my advice is what would you have to do Or what would it be like if you were responsible for all the cost of the house, all the cost of your business, and your spouse's money went straight to savings, just straight to savings, and you never had to touch it. And and maybe that becomes, you know, the, the fun account. Maybe it becomes the buy more investment properties account. Like, who would you have to be to be responsible at that level? How exciting would that be, right? If now, all of a sudden, the two of you are really contributing to taking your life financially to a whole new level. I would wish that on you. If you don't have a spouse, then guess what? You're like me. I have a spouse, right? But it's all on me. I got to go produce. I am the breadwinner. I got to go make the money. I think of uh, Marty Gellens, all these amazing women that I know that that's what they do. They are the breadwinner. They go make the money. They make it happen. And you can do it too. But I also wrote down, you ready? What I need to know above and beyond if you choose to do that is take that number two through six and total it up. And then let's be honest. If you live in the state of California or New York, you're probably at an average of 40% tax. So let's just say for easy math, you needed 100 to cover all the costs and to pay off some debt and save some money. Let's just say that was your number. That means you got to make 140. And I would even argue you're probably safe to say make 150 so you have enough money set aside to make your quarterly tax payments. Does that make sense? I want you to be rigorous about debt reduction, saving, paying your taxes, and making sure that you are getting wealthy, paying off your debts, and being financially secure. So I know it's a lot there because I've given you three exercises before I even asked you to think about your plan. But I think you can see now like why I'm sharing this because I know like, you're gonna set some intentions But if your behaviors are over here and your intentions are over here, how else am I going to align your behaviors? I don't make my phone calls, but I want to pay off my debt. I want to save more money. I want to have those experiences. I want to have that life that I'm dreaming about in 10 years. Like this is your intention, but if these are your behaviors, your behaviors always win. So I'm trying to figure out, right, with these three exercises, how can I get you to naturally align so you just start doing the work? that's gonna cause you to get what you want. Does that make sense? Right, we don't always like it. I don't always like getting up at 4.45 in the morning, but if I wanna be healthy and stronger than my two boys at 18 and 20, I gotta get my butt in the gym. Does that make sense? I've gotta align those behaviors. That's the deal. By the way, on the financial side, please add one more thing. Please add one more thing. You ready? If you pay off all your debts, right? Remember that two through six number, right? Plus your taxes, and you get real honest about that, Then you think about, wait a minute, what's my commission split at my company? So I probably need to add a few more dollars to it, right? Got to add a few more dollars to, you know, working at your brokerage and all that they do for you. And it is a lot, my friends. All you got to do is look around. It's a lot, right? So maybe now that 140 is actually 160, 170, 180, 190, 200. I I don't know what your split is, right? But I got to factor that in. And then please write this down, I want you to divide what your total gross commission income needs to be by your average sales price and average commission. So the first one is to look at what already works. The second thing, please write this down in your notes. One of the primary strategies for growth is the adding strategy, the adding strategy. So the question you want to ask yourself is kind of knowing me, like you, right? Knowing myself, what should I go after in 2020? Where should I put more concentration? I'm already gonna get better at what already works. Now, what am I going to add? So, I got a list for you, ready? Here's 10 opportunities I think you should look at in 2020. Now, number one, of course, is your database, right? Number one, write it down. How can I get better at my database? How do I get to 10% conversion the people that know like me and trust me, and one to 2% of all those other, other people that are in my database? Number two, agent, agent referrals. Um, what are you doing? Are you networking? Are you coming to Tom Ferry events? If you're one of my coaching members, that's a big part of what we do. You know, in your brokerage, in your brand, have you gone to census.gov and looked at where are people moving from and to from your city, right? So you can relate and connect with more agents in those cities to find opportunities. Number three, we published at the summit 37 different referral sites that you can sign up for. Now, these are arbitrage plays where they're going to ask for a 25 or 30% referral fee, but there's 37, and I think you should be on every one of them. Number four is geographic farming, right? If you don't have a farm, you've chosen not to have an annuity of transactions every year. Every agent I know that farms with the basics of our plan two mailers a month, hold open houses, run some social you know, uh, ads on Facebook around there, You know, they're gonna get seven, eight, 10, 15 transactions from that farm of you know, 600, 700, 800 homes. Yes, it's gonna cost you a little money on direct mail, but again, I want that annuity, right? Just like my database is so automatic, I want that same automatic. Then obviously number five, open houses huge opportunity, especially in 2020. The millennials are showing us they come out in droves to the open house. The difference is they walk in now and they're already looking at it to see, does the photo actually match up with the house? And you know, you got to be more prepared than ever to talk with the 78 million new buyers coming in the marketplace that want to bring in their friends and their buddies and their parents to check out the house. You know the program. Number six, zillow realtor google as an example so i'm going to spend money on advertising to generate opportunities number seven i'm going to create content i'm going to shoot videos create content i'm going to become the trusted brand in my marketplace all right back on the list number eight if you have expired listings in your marketplace and you're a good human being you should help those people number nine same thing with for sale by owners right by the way for new agents I'm a huge fan of FISBOs and expireds, especially for new agents. Do you want to know why? Do you want to know why? Because when a new agent can convert a FISBO or an expired, what they've done is they've proven that they can articulate their value to a seller. Now, guess what happens when a new agent can articulate their value to a seller? Maybe someone that's a little more challenging, like a DIY FISBO, or someone that listed and it didn't work out and they were a little upset. When that person can articulate their value to them, they can do it to everybody. And that's why I want new people to do it. And then obviously number 10, not always as popular, but you got to look at it is death, divorce, and defaults, the three Ds. So here's my point. There's no wrong way to generate clients. But what we know is if you want to grow your business, you got to do better at what already works. And then you want to add new sources of business adding new sources of business with realistic expectations for how many transactions you can do. So that's that's all that next part of the plan. Now, by the way, again, if you need help, call my office, right? Or go to tomferry.com, forward slash 2020, book a consultation, let us help you with that. Hey, thanks so much for watching the show. Got more questions? Send me a text, 949-216-5466, 949-216-5466